What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T E C O V A S com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Wind down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Catherine, I haven't seen you in so long. It's been like two weeks. I think it's been more than that. More? It feels like it's been forever. So really crazy. Jet setting, man. Jet setting. <laughs> You're all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, we went, it was Cancun, and then we went to uh, Los Angeles, and then, yeah, back. But, I mean, you didn't do anything for spring break, did you? No. So we were just here. <laughs> Cheers <laughs> <I like it. laughs> Nothing to do. It snowed here. I heard it was like 70 degrees, and then it snowed. Yeah, it was crazy. It was not fun. Um, r- my random thought of the day is, it's so annoying when your phone doesn't charge overnight, because now I'm, like, screwed this entire day. Was it? 
actually plugged in? He was. But the light switch, like, sometimes oh, is turned off, that's, which I is connected that. to the thing. That's, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. Light switches that are connected to oh. lights. I hate them. Drives me crazy because now I'm screwed. Like, now I just can't get, like, good, you know, I'm, like, I'm going to be red. plugging it in a little bit and then have to use it. And then, yeah, because yeah. I can't just leave it there <laughs> for six hours to charge or however long it's going to take. Ah! That's my annoyance for the day. Your hair looks good. Thank you. I like it. It's long. It's back to long. I feel like myself again. So like Cancun, LA, tell us something. Give (laughs) us something good. Ooh, do you want the highs or the lows? (laughs) I'm going to go with highs. (laughs) Um, Mark would go with lows. Um, Highs. What was the highs? Um, I feel like I heard a lot of the lows already. Yeah, you did. I'm going to go with high. Well, I mean... Yeah. Um, the highs were, it was really fun to make some good memories with the kids. Like all in all, they had a lot of fun. Good. And like all in all, they had, like, they just looked happy. That's good. I think Cancun stressed everybody out just because the travel getting there was not how we thought it was going to be. Um, that travel day, like traveling with kids in general is sucky. Yeah. It's not and fun. then traveling and then having like a long layover, like long, like three and a half, four hour layover is not fun either. Mm-mm. And then, you know, they had woken up at like three thirty in the morning. So it was just a very long day. And then <laughs> poor Jace, my sweet little Jace, he like got this tick from traveling. So it started with traveling? Yeah. So what he would do is like, so he's got SPD, which we took him to the doctors and she confirmed, she's like, you know, you can take him to a specialist. Like a lot of kids can outgrow it, but with SPD, it's sensory processing disorder. My thing, like I've done so much research on it. They're saying it's, there's a a lot of kids that have SPD have autism. So what her main, not concern, cause you know, whatever, but like, she's just like, let's check off the autism off the list first. Mm-hmm. And so she was doing like a few things in the office with him. And she was just like, I just don't think he's even like near the spectrum because, you know, he's so like engaging and cuddly and like wants to share. And like, she's like, I just think he just has SPD. So she's like, you can do these like techniques and tricks and you can bring him to a specialist. And I was like, well, let let me just like keep doing what I'm doing because it seems to be working. Um, but like, for example, like when he puts on a shirt and like, there's this one texture of this Zara sweatshirt that he has, that's a little like it's not soft. It's like a little mm-hmm. rough or it's, it's like, you know, like those recycled water bottle yeah. like feel <laughs> sweatshirts. I wouldn't want to wear it either. Anyway, I, I wouldn't either. But like, you know, he's, he's, when he, when he feels it, he goes, he goes like this with his shoulders and he like shrugs his shoulders mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't like the feel. I don't like how it feels. And he freaks out. And I'm like, okay, let's take it off. All good. But now I'm like, before I give him a shirt, I'm like, Hey buddy, feel this. Do you like this? Mm. Can we put this on you? And then like, but if there's a tag, I have to immediately cut off the tag because like that right. like bothers him. So he started shrugging his shoulders because he wanted to see. And if the shirt doesn't fit him like 100%, he'll go like, too big, too big. And I'm like, baby, it's a 3T. Like it fits you perfectly. But mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. So I go back down to like a 2T to like something that was like more like snug on him that feels like more like comfort. Because mm-hmm. they say like, again, kids with SPD have really bad or high anxiety. Sure. So- um, just to like calm him down, you know, I put my hands like now on his shoulder just to like, kind of like, you know, almost like my weighted blanket that's that I have. Say. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he started shrugging like that, but it would, it would only just to be his like fit. 
like to see if it fits him. And then it wouldn't, he wouldn't like continue on doing it. Mm-hmm. So the next day in Cancun, I started noticing him like shrugging his shoulders, but like every two seconds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey Ian, like clock that, look at that. And he's like, yeah, I noticed it too. Um, he's like, I saw him do it actually in the airport yesterday. I was like, Oh, I didn't see that. So it's like, again, like anxiety, anxiety. or whatever that like comes up for him. But I mean, he did it so, I mean, it was like 24 seven and I was just like, Oh my gosh. And that's when I was like, is you know, like, does he need to go? Like, do I have to take him somewhere? But then you said that someone. Yeah. So Emmy had like a blinking tick. She blinked all the time. Uh-huh. Um, and I think she was four okay. or so, because I think I remember the pediatrician saying, if it's just like a, like an anxious thing or a, you know, whatever, like a coping or whatever, usually it clears by six. I want to say was mm, the number I could okay. be wrong, but there was like an age that he's like, so just wait it out. You don't have to call it out. Just like kind of let it be. Mm-hmm. And it was about that time that it just kind of stopped. Interesting. So I think I saw it in somewhat anxious times. She's not really an anxious child though, but it would be kind of like stressful times or tired or whatever. And then she had another friend that that did the same thing. Uh So, I mean, I think it's more common than you. Yeah. Cause I was, I started, then I looked into it because if people are like, Hey, that's what my son does. And he has Tourette's. So I'm like, okay, like I'm going to, you know, kind of keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I, and then Ian and I were talking and I was like, well, do you have any ticks? I'm like, I have a tick. I was like, have you ever noticed my tick? <laughs> like, and so it's, and I guess he had one too. He used to scrunch his nose. Oh, I did that when I was younger. And he's like, I had to physically be like, stop. Because mm-hmm. it just is like, I would do it all the time. Yeah. And then like, same with mine. Like, you know mine. Yeah. But like, I like scrunch my nose and lift my eyes up. Yeah. But it's like, I do it when I'm stressed. Yeah. It only comes when I'm like super stressed. Yeah. And then like, when I'm not, I'm like, okay, I, I can like control it. But it's just like this weird, like. Yeah. But then I, but I did start crying though in Cancun because I was like, how did I mess? You know, I'm like, it's, it's he's anxious. I was like so stressed and like, he Aww. probably felt my stress and I'm a bad mom. And like, you know, like, <laughs> but we just go straight to like, I it's know. my fault. And oh, like yeah. my kid is having, now he now has this synd- syndrome or tick thing because I was yelling at everybody at the airport because <laughs> I was so stressed and my stress then went on like with my kids. So has it slowed down or is he still doing it? Or? So now it's just his right one. Now he'll just kind of like <laughs> right shoulder ticket. So and I just, I mean, everything I got, I, again, I read, it was like, don't call attention to it. Yeah. When I do see him, I just like squeeze him. I give him like a, like a, a good big hug, mm-hmm. but um, it has slowed down. Yeah. I feel like it'll go through kind of seasons in a way. I remember that with Emmy. Like I was- See, Jolie never had one. So this is like that what was new for me. I haven't noticed it on any of the other kids, but there might not be as obvious. I mean, the blinking was so obvious. Shrugging is so obvious, Yeah, you know? So I can remember there was like times where she did it all the time and Uh times I was like, oh, she's not really doing it, you know? So it kind of comes and goes too, I feel like. Yeah. I know. It just, it just made me feel bad. Cause I'm, I'm like, sorry. you know, you know, and then I start to think, I'm like, you don't want anything. It's like, I don't want kids to make fun of them. Yeah. So then I start to like, get sad about that. And I'm like, I don't know. <sighs> Which also speaking of Jace, he's got that thing on his head. Yeah. The sebaceous nevus. Um, and I was looking, so he needs to get it removed cause it could turn into skin cancer. So I have it scheduled to do it, but he can't eat or drink past midnight right his surgery is not till 10 so i've been talking to my ex to be like 
when he wants water or his bar, like he loves those little cliff bars, like in the morning, like he's hungry. Like I, he's, he not, water he's not, he's nothing. I'm like, he's not going to understand that. Like he can't have this. Can you reschedule it for earlier? Uh, I could, I could actually, actually, I should ask yeah, for that. I would. Um, but if not, I'm almost thinking like, it doesn't hurt to wait. It just hurts if like he has it for a little long, long, long time. Yeah, so I would I'm, like, I'm almost earlier. thinking like if I can't reschedule, I'm like, I might just do it. Like Jolie's age, I can be like, hey, babe, like you mm-hmm. can't or you'll like yeah. throw up. I mean, all my kids when they had, Caden had a mole removed. Emmy had tubes. They were all really early. Like we woke them up. They went in their pajamas and we got there really okay. early. I'm going to call and ask because I just am like, I, I told my ex, I was like, I just don't want that for him because he's That's not going to understand. No. And I can't like, as I'm, I feel like selfishly as a mom, like I'm like, okay, if it, if I can, he doesn't, it doesn't have to be done right now. Like I've known kids that get it done when they're like 12. Right. But like, I just like, I can't, I can't handle seeing my kid upset. Yeah. Like I mean, that. I mean, I get it. I think that's tough. I mean, that's for sure tough. And if it's okay to wait, I don't see why not. Yeah. But no, Cancun was fun. <laughs> he was just like, it was really windy in Cancun. And so again, for a sensory kid, it yeah. was like, that was his worst mm-hmm. nightmare and my worst nightmare. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I definitely put my stress because I can't, it's hard for me to communicate to everyone around me that like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, who can I ask for a break? It's not Ian's kid. You know what I mean? So, it was so like, how did that, how did that, how does that <laughs> dynamic work? Well, no, it's, it's hard. And that's like where I was like, it just was like, you know, he's got his kid. I've got, it was, it was the first time. It was like the first, sure. like, of course it was going to be, um, stressful in certain situations, but I mean, bless him. Like, he's just like, what do you, like, how can I help you? Like, I, I, I want to help. And I'm like, but for me, it's hard to ask when it's like, Jace, isn't your son. Jace, like, we're like, it, it's, it was, if you were my ex and my ex would know, like, just to give me a break or like, he'll take him or whatever. But it's like, you're not going to come take Jace from me when he's screaming, crying. Like mm-hmm. he's obviously going to want mom yeah. or his dad. Right. So it's like, but then I'm like, I need a fucking break because mm-hmm. I'm exhausted because I've dealt with him now for the last two days from like the, the plane. And now he's like screaming, crying because it's windy out. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it puts, and I was like telling our therapist this, Amy, I was just like, it's just so hard to ask when I'm like, it's not because at the end of the day, he's going to go to his kid. I'm going to go to my two kids. And that's one of your things. What? To ask for help. <laughs> it's so hard because I want it's already like, hard, I'm like, can't you see then... that I need a fucking break from this kid? <laughs> you <laughs> the, know, the, the problem, though, is that he really just wants you. So you just have to like go away. Right. That's the hard part. But again, if my, my ex was there, that's, and that's well, where like that, well, sure, and, and that's where it's like, I missed like my mm, family. Got it. It's like, I don't miss, like someone told me they're like, cause I had, you know, I struggled with it. Obviously I cried before I left. It, it was, it's more just like the family dynamic of mm-hmm. being able to help and being able to like, that is a huge piece of that. Sure. Cause if he was, Mike was there, like he would have got him or right, whatever and like right. helped and like. And I know in time, like hopefully like the blended family, like who knows, like if we. Right. So. Well, and also it's kind of like you're still a single mom. Yeah. But you have a boyfriend who has a kid. Uh, It's tricky. I've been wondering how that works because that would be hard. Yeah. But it's hard. It'll take time. And so I just, I, I would love to like, see, like, I'd love to like talk to like someone that, cause I don't really yeah. know anyone in that situation or like how they deal with it or how they like, 
you know, and, and for me, I was just like, it just feels so separate and like, not like, and I know again, like maybe in time, if we were to like mm-hmm. ever really to become like, and it became, you know, more serious or whatever, like it would feel different, but, and maybe it was just the first time, but it just felt like it made me miss like my mm-hmm. family. Right. Quote unquote. Right. Well, cause it's different. It's very different. Yeah. Did and you I'm like, it is it always going to feel this way? Um, so one of the day, and then I think too, it was like the weather was shit. It was terrible. Right. It was so bad. It was like cold and like, rainy. like when, then there was like one nice day and I was just, of course, this is what I do. I like, and we're trying to stop the process in therapy, but I like build and then I explode and, um, and then, you know, and then it's regret and I'm sorry and whatever. And she's like, you got to somewhere in there, like ask for what you need or like, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, it would be really nice. Like when I bring up Jace for his nap, cause I'm like, you know, I got to go do the naps and then I'm away for two. Hours. It's like, I would like to also enjoy mm-hmm. this one beautiful day of sun. Right. You know? And he was just like, well, how about like you go up there right now and then I'll come like relieve you in an hour. And I was just like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, but it was hard. Yeah. Anyways, we will get back to that. Oh, okay. We will talk about the rest of the trip, but we have, um, Aaron in the waiting room and, um, very timely. I'm very excited to get her on. But first, um, she wrote a book, by the way. Um, her name is Erin Falconer. Um, it's called How to Break Up with Your Friends, which again, interesting timing. But I will, uh, let's take a break and then we'll get her on. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
Altacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh, you're so like good energy. Good like (laughs) maybe it's the yellow but like you just look happy. Oh, thanks. I didn't know if this was too bright for today, but also I'm a little tired. So I was like, <laughs> it's like when we put on red lipstick when we have no makeup on or haven't showered, but it's like, option. yeah, was, I was like, do, I do, a, do I do a pop of red or the yellow? I couldn't do both. So uh, that that is true. You have to, it's like pick one yeah. or the other. Um, crazy. No, you look great. It's so funny. Cause I feel like this is such like, um, God timing with things okay. like having you yeah. on because I just, went through something that actually I told Ian about last night. I started crying and like, cause I was just like talking about it, but it was about breaking up with a friend. And so when I looked at the rundown, I was like, you guys, I was like, this is like insane that I'm now good. you're on the podcast. So very good. Well, it, you manifested the answers to your problems. I did. Um, <laughs> and we've kind of talked about like, we've just, I don't know. It almost feels like when we get older, it's like we have, like, I don't know. When I was younger, I just kind of kept friends around, even when yeah. they were like not good. Right, right. But it's like, as you get older, it almost feels like it's like, I don't have time for this or it's not serving right. me or it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, is like the big problem is that we, the reason we keep friends around a lot longer than we should. Well, n- number one is we don't really think of this group of relationships in the way we think of like romantic partnerships or family relationships, which, you know, they require work and, you know, they're hard, but they're great. We just think of friendships as something that is like a category of relationships that are like 
nice to have and kind of should give, give, give. And if they're not, we just kind of like look the other way. Mm. Um, but that's a real missed opportunity because any relationship worth anything is worth the work and, and the assessment and just like taking inventory and stock of the people mm. in your life is, is uh, really helpful because we've got all of these energies in our worlds that we're not necessarily paying attention to, but they're either draining or giving energy. And so you want to like take an audit of, of the people in your world and say what relationships are bringing me energy and what are either just like I'm numb to, or they're taking energy and then mm-hmm. be kind of intentional about moving more people into your world who are bringing energy and less that are like numb or new or, or taking. Do you have an example that kind of inspired you to write this book? Yeah. So I was sitting, waiting for my friend, um, who on paper, I would have said was one of my best friends in the world. You know, if somebody said, oh, you know, so-and-so, I'd be like, she's like my best friend. Uh, (laughs) And I was sitting, waiting for her. And she she lives on the east side of Los Angeles. I live on the west side. Mm. And so it's always like a huge kind of commute and to, to meet each other. And without fail, she is like 30 minutes late every single time. And what I realized as I was sitting waiting for her for like the, you know, 20 millionth time was that I had built up all of these kind of like frustrations and irritations with her. And so over time, this kind of chasm had grown between us where I realized that I was like, she, she kept wanting to meet and, you know, hang out. And I was like putting greater and greater distance between mm. the times we were meeting. And, um, and anyway, I had this epiphany when I was sitting there and I was just like, I, I, are we good friends? I don't even know if we're good friends anymore. Like we're, we're kind of going through the motions, but again, there's like such distance between each time we see each other. I'm, irritated every time she shows up mm. late and then spends 10 minutes, you know, telling me why she was late and da, da, da. And like, I don't, I, you know, I don't now I've wasted more time. And so I, it was kind of out of that, that, that I was like, Hmm, okay, this is odd. And then I started looking at all of my friendships and, and the kind of biggest light bulb went off for me when I was like, I've never done this before. And this is weird because we are a culture that is obsessed with, information, right? Like we know every calorie we're eating, every gram of fat, gram of protein. We wear watches to tell us every step we're taking, like need to track, you know, midnight steps to the bathroom to take a pee, like don't want to miss a step. Marie Kondo has taught us to like hold up a chair or a sweater and say, does this bring me joy? And yet the people in our lives, like the people, you know, like the most important thing, um, just never really considered like they're kind of there a lot of them legacy friendships and Mm -hmm. it's like obviously people that are involved interested in self-growth or you know evolving you're going to change over time and so the idea that you wouldn't check in and see where the other those relations if those relationships have evolved with you or not is is a really missed opportunity right because a lot of times not even if somebody's gone in a, a it's not necessarily a bad direction and you're going in a good direction. They're just different directions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so you need to be checking in and saying, Hmm, you know, does this still serve me in this relationship? And do I still serve it? And um, you know, oftentimes the answer to that question is not really, you know? And so 
the book is not necessarily about going through your contact list with a machete and just going cutting people out of your life. <laughs> unfollow, is, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it is about having like an awareness and a sense of the energies really operating in your world. And I think we need that more now than ever. And if we're really intentional with this group of, of people, your friends, I think you create a really amazing um, support system. You have the opportunity to really feel seen, to really take foster positive energy that then you take out into the rest of your world and the rest of your relationships. And I think there's like an amazing kind of domino effect. But right now we're just kind of dialing things in unless some major problem comes up and then often it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The legacy friendship is interesting because I was talking with a friend the other day at, at the nail salon. And she was like, I, she basically went on a vacation with someone that she has always said her entire life was my best friend. You know, right. she's like, it was just, we have such a past legacy friendship. Right. Yeah. But she's like, I, she's like, I almost sat there and was like, would I be friends with this person today? If I met them today. Exactly. And it's just so interesting. And, you know, I, I, you know, we all have like those friends from our past and because we have grown and evolved so much when you're not around them and then you get back together with them, it is that kind of like, would, would I want to hang out with you right. today? Right. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like, but I've always called you my best friend. So I guess you're my best friend. <laughs> you exactly. Know? And, and what I always say is like length of time of a relationship is not a strong enough motivation to stay in it. Mm. Um, you know, it's great. And if you, some of those legacy friendships, if you're in contact with them, if you are on the same page, mm -hmm. even if you're not seeing them all the time, but when you do connect, it brings up a great sense of nostalgia yeah. or joy or, you know, whatever, then great. You know, it's not that you necessarily have to see these people all, you know, all yeah. the time. But if you, if you are in a situation where you're like, uh, like I don't see any common ground here or um, it's just we're in two different of spaces to really connect, then, you know, there's something to talk about. And look, there's a, there's a natural, there can be a natural kind of like, you just kind of drift apart and that's fine, you know, because the expectation or the understanding is kind of unspoken, but it is the same. You are on kind of the same, it's subconscious, but you're kind of just drifting in different directions. The problem is, I think we all have, um, you know, the, these friendships that they're maybe from a different place in space and time, and you would be happy to let something drift out but they keep trying to engage you. And that's where the expectation or, you know, hang out or, you know, talk on the phone and you're like putting them off or, or feeling irritated by the request. And so there, the expectation isn't the same. And that's when I think you kind of have to do something about it because often those relationships were really good, really formative, really, you know, and, and really speak to a specific time of who you were. And that's a great memory. But if we let it drag out, mm -hmm. um, and then again, we have these built up kind of resentments or irritations or guilt because we're not wanting to hang out with that person, that becomes the dominating memory, you know, and the, the dominating tech away from the relationship, the dominating kind of emotion, as opposed to like, it's, you know, if you, if you, kind of ended or separate consciously from this person, then the good memory is still, and the good emotions are still the dominating kind of force in your world. And that's what you, that's where you want to be. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, Kat, cause you had spoken about your kind of, um, friendship that is mm -hmm. 
do you, does, does it like, where are you on it? Like, is it something where it's like, you want to reach out again? Is it something where it's like, you want to fix the relationship because it has, it was a, it was like a legacy friendship. Yeah, for sure. It's hard because it, there was a little bit of a natural, like you said, there was kind of the right. natural, um, you know, we'd see each other every couple months or whatever. Right. But then there was like one thing that did happen. And so, like you said, that's our memory at this point. Our memory right. is that I got upset about something to me, she didn't respond well. And it just kind of, then no one ever, like, we're not speaking to each other now. So it's kind of like, I wish it could have, I wish we could have handled it before then, I guess. Um, Yeah. Because at that point, then the bond isn't strong enough to, to probably even do the work to resolve this thing. Cause then what are you resolving back to a place where you kind of want to drift away anyways? Yeah. So there's a lot of unresolved energy around that, you know, a lot of unresolved feelings. Right. And it's it's hard it's hard when you do grow up and it's like, you know, in this relationship, I feel like I, in a lot of relationships, not just this one, I feel like yeah. sometimes I know what I need to do to make it better. Whether it was my fault or not, I'll say I'm sorry. Right. But right. now it's like, I've gotten to an age where I'm like, I don't want to just go say, I'm sorry. I want right. her to say, right. I'm sure. sorry, you know? Yeah. So I think I'm just well, at a point where I'm just like, you know, it doesn't really serve and it may not serve her either. Right. You know, well, I mean, that's, that's fine. That's- that's the thing. You, we we create these narratives in our head, like if something's not serving us and instead of doing something about it, like, oh, I can't do this. It'll be too upsetting. She was going through something in her life. You know, it's better maybe not to say something. We can just drift apart. Da, da, da. But who knows? Those are just false narratives you're creating. She the, On the other flip side of that, there also could be a sense of relief that this is over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, the, or that you're going in different directions. So I think the assumptions we make are kind of like fear-based because we actually don't want to take the action. And when I was like writing, when I was like starting to think about this idea for the book, I, something, I'm a therapist and something really dawned on me that, you know, in the world of kind of classic therapy, there's individual therapy, there's couple therapy, there's family therapy, but there's no such thing really as friendship therapy. And I'm not suggesting friend couples run out and go see therapy, but what that means to me is that out there in the zeitgeist, there is no kind of acceptable agreed upon language for navigating conflict in these relationships. There's no blueprint how to get into new ones, how to get out of old ones. And and so as a result of that, we often do nothing because we just don't have the practice or the language and it feels almost overtly dramatic to end something when there's not a big drama to end it, right? And it Mm. feels like, oh, that's because nobody ever does that. And And so I think it's important to have these conversations about like, even though it feels awkward up front um, and and, it's funny. And one part of the book, I literally have conversation starters based on like different scenarios. And as I was writing it, I was like, Oh my God, this this almost feels ridiculous. And then I, but when I thought about it, I was like, it's not though, because Mm -hmm. nobody ever says these things. And it's like the starting of the conversation. That's the hardest. Once you get into it, then you, whatever your personal situation just kind of comes flooding out. But it's like, and why is this so hard? Because there's no blueprint of how to do this in these this category of relationships. And I think that's why it's challenging. And I also think, you know, there's, there's, so there's one chapter, there's 10 chapters in the book. There's one on how to break up with your friends. There's nine on the importance of really fostering great connection in these relationships and how to do, how to do that and how to be better, even in your relationships that are, you feel warmly about. And, um, so I think that's also the important part because, for example, 
one of the, one of the things we need to work on is self-advocating. And so it's like, just like what you were saying about the apology, the, the, the feeling confident or feeling like it's fine and um, all right to say, Hey, listen, I'm not going to apologize for something. I'm the first person to apologize for something when I'm wrong. And I reflect on these things and I honestly try and assess when I'm wrong, but I've just got to be clear with you. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize when it's not, when I don't feel at fault and it's Mm -hmm. necessary. It's a requirement of this friendship for you to take ownership on what I consider your bad behavior. If we're going to move forward together, this is just a requirement of what any relationship takes needs. Mm -hmm. Right? So the practicing of advocating for yourself and operating from a place of truth within these relationships, I think is so key to number one, just, you know, fostering like really important, strong friendships. And number two, so that you don't get to a place where you need to break up, right? Over it's literally things. like couples therapy, like it the is. things exactly. that you're saying. It's like, I know. It literally is. You know, I was being, it's funny, I, I was being interviewed by um, Maria Menunos the other day. Oh, I love her. her. She's literally the absolute best. She's the sweetest. And she, she's kind of, the interview was winding down. She's like, okay, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. I have a really good friend and she's like, over the past two years, we've made plans like 10 times, concrete plans, like mm-hmm. date, time, the whole, you know, location, the whole thing. And excitedly, um, both of us very engaged in setting up these plans. And the last 10 times, either the night before or the morning of, the friend has sent a text counseling. And she's like, look, look, she holds up her phone. And I kind of scroll. I go, yeah. Huh? And she's like, what do I do with this friend? And I'm like, Maria, I've got news for you. Um, you're not in a friendship with this person. You're in some kind of weird relationship, but this is not a friend. This person is not committed to this relationship. She's canceling 10, 10 times in a row. I said, let me, let, let's look at it another way. If this was a guy you were dating and he, and she goes, he'd be done after the second one, probably the first one. And I was like, exactly. Because we understand collectively, societally, we understand what we will take, what we won't in these relationships. And yet for friends, I go, how many times were you going to let this go on? The 15, 20, what's the number that you would be like? And it's not about Maria. It's about us. It's about mm-hmm. everybody because we just don't have these expectations. I mean, at a certain point, it would get ridiculous and she'd call the friend out. But why take it to that? it doesn't need to go to 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you can just kind of say what we mean and okay, this is, you've canceled three times. What's up? Is there a problem I don't know about? What's going mm-hmm. on? Is it, you know, whatever, but just like addressing things as they come up, I think is really important, but we're just not in the habit of doing that in these relationships. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like what I did with Sarah. Remember how like I felt like I was yeah. always inviting her and I was like, I feel like I'm the only mm-hmm. one like, in, and it's mm-hmm. like, you're always saying no. Instigated. So it's like, yeah. I want to keep asking, but at the same time, and then it, right. then it's like, then you have a conversation and it's like, then you kind of hear what they're going through and it's a lot or communication. Know. Yeah. yeah. Communication communic- is yeah key. Yeah. And the same thing with like my legacy friend, you know, yeah. I was just like, when we don't, t- like, I know we don't see each other a lot. I know we don't talk a lot, right. but like when there's no communication and I don't know what's going on, I'm like, I don't like, I've never liked just surface level friendship. So right. it's like, right. And then, you know, you find out that her mom was really sick or, and so, so it's like, okay, like, I'm like, but like, let me in if we're still like doing this. Mm -hmm. But I think my, oh, go ahead. 
No, no, it just leaves you guessing. And then you're, you're creating a story of what could be happening and why, you know, or taking it personally, yeah. of course, because it feels deeply personal. Somebody's not responding to you. But a lot of times, you know, it's not because in your example, of course, you know, her mother is sick. She's tending, you know, it's obviously a situation of great gravity and stress for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see how the not communicating yeah. all of a sudden now that's a mm-hmm. problem. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 
advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. So I'm probably about to sound like a, a hypocrite here, but and and I'll explain more why I feel that way. But when someone breaks up with a friend, but yet they're still mm-hmm. friends, the other friend's still friends with the friend, right? So like, like if there's three of you, well, um, so I'll just, I'm going to do like two different examples and then you can get to where I'm like the hypocrite part. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm calling myself out. Um, so I was friends with her friend that she has now, um, I guess essentially broken up with right now. Okay. Through her. So like I met her through her. Right. Sure. Okay. Uh Um, I don't, and I've, I have, I know she's going through some like life changes right now. So I've, and we've kind of on the same life changes. And so, um, I've met up with her a few times, like to okay. kind of touch base and whatever, but I asked her if it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like moving forward, like, what does that look like for, because on the flip side, I just got really upset about a friend that was hanging out with my ex-husband and didn't tell right. me. And right. when I went to my therapist and I, I will say that was not what actually made me the most upset, but it was still like, I would have loved to have found out from you and not from somebody else telling me. Right. And right. that felt, right. and I was like, and I, then I told my therapist and I was like, why, like, why do I care? Like who, okay, whatever he's hanging out with, but I'm like, but it bothers me. Like it just yeah. bothers me. And she goes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she's like in those situations, like you do have to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially with how me and my mm-hmm. ex ended and like, right. it's not kosher in certain sure. areas and like, you know, it's, but then I'm like, am I a hypocrite for them? Like hanging out with a friend of, you know, every once in a while, like to check in. Well, even though on the surface, these sound like similar situations, I think they're actually pretty different because of the romantic element. And because not that your friend is hanging out with your ex romantically, but it is a much more complicated Mm -hmm. situation. um, It sounds like Um, also the fact of the matter that the fact that you weren't told about it. So there seems like just innately, there's something to, to, to hide or something. And I'm not saying romantically, I'm just saying it's, it's her, it's her husband, but they, they're hanging out as like a group or whatever, but still like Nick, my, my, his, her husband and my, they would never. And if, even if we were all kosher, me and my ex, like, I still think there'd be a conversation beforehand. Like, Hey, like out of respect, by the way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. For sure. Um, But even then I don't think. Did you share 
did did you tell your friend that that yes so i i was like is this true that this is happening and they're like yeah Yeah. we hang out um whatever friends with some other people and you know yes and and i said it really hurts my feelings that you didn't you know discuss this blah 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 or talk to me about it and it out of the entire conversation what hurt me the most and like i've I mean, I started immediately crying to crying to my therapist about it and then crying to my boyfriend last night. But she goes, I hope she was coming from a divorced family. I hope that you can, you and your ex can reconcile. And in my mind, I'm like, no friend of mine would ever want me. It was, it felt like a slap in the face. Like you sat on my floor taking out pictures of our life together, me and my ex while yeah. I told you some of the worst things ever. Yeah. And yet you would want me to reconcile with a man that did all those. It just felt like a slap in the face. Right. Not seen. Not seen. And it, or all. like, did, they didn't believe my story or just, you know, or didn't believe it. And so well, I was just so, like, I'm done. I was like, there's right. no conversation needed. Like, and I, I, cause I'm like, I literally Pamela, when I was telling my best friend this, she's like, I'm going to be honest with you. She's like, I would, I couldn't be your friend if you got back with your ex. And I go, that is more of a friend. Right. right. Than what that friend just said. Right. You know, and exactly. Pam, she, Catherine wouldn't work with me. You know, it's, it's like, I mean, <laughs> I, I told lose you it. that if you didn't yeah. get divorced. <laughs> exactly. She's like, if you don't get divorced, I'm yeah. not going to work with you. And it's like, right. to me, that is more of a friend sure. than like whatever. But it's, but it was just like, and so I said my piece and I said, I don't need a response back. I'm like, I, it, it's just, it hurt really bad. But yeah. now I'm, I have like a million questions in that, but I think the question on the side is like, how do you walk away from that decision? Like feeling really confident in your decision? Well, because I mean, we have friends there. She's friends with her. My other queendom is friends with her, you know? So it's like, it's a very tricky yeah, moving yeah, yeah. forward situation. So yeah. give it to me. Well, well, I, I mean, I think in this case, number one, it sounds you know, we, we could probably have a much longer conversation about this, but it sounds to me that number one, this person does not see who you, who you are at all. And she's choosing a narrative that serves her needs, which is she needs to feel good about what she's doing. And, and it's very obviously difficult to come up with a reason, you know, something reasonable about how she's behaving. So she's put it back on you to, wouldn't it be convenient for her if you two would reconcile, right? And so this is a her, her, her thing. You are not in this equation at all, right? As far as she's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the thing you need to really pay attention to is just your gut reaction, your gut response. And and that's really tells you all that you need to know in terms of, am I moving in the right direction? And based on everything that you've told me right now, this seems like every beat you took was the right one in the sense of you confronted her, you communicated your problem, why you were having, you struggling with this. And then when her her reaction was way out of line and you decided to take action around it and said, well, this is, this is done for me because um, there's nothing here that helps this relationship doesn't in, in no way conserve me. And mm-hmm. so what do friends do then when other friends break up? Well, that's there that that's that then become when you take yourself out and this is hard to kind of this is hard easier to say than to do. 
when you extract yourself from a situation, you extract it. You, the, the people that are still remaining in those situations, they need to figure out how to work around this. You've made a choice. They need to figure out how they're going to continue to operate with this person, what their own moral compass is around this person. Um, and, you know, if they are still aligned and if they are, and that's still a right choice for them, then that's something they need to handle. That's not your problem. You've made the action and that's the choices that are right for you based on the way you feel. And it seems like a very clear vision of the person you want to be right now, everything else that goes on between them and how they're going to operate and how they're going to operate then with you is a them thing. Mm -hmm. You don't need to try and problem solve for other people's relationships and how they're going to navigate right? For, you can be sensitive. You don't want to be like, so you hang you hung out with that person. Did they say anything about me? Did they say, you know, you don't, you, you, but you, you just need to be conscious of separating yourself from all kind of energetic attachments to this other person and have trust and confidence that the people that are still friends with her are, that that relationship is very strong with you and they will have your back and they will operate in the best in the best um, manner that is respectful to you while still maintaining a relationship that they hopefully after consideration still feels is valuable for them with this other person. But mm -hmm. that's a them. You have done what you need to do. Let the chips fall where they may. Um, it's not so much like a pick sides kind of mm -hmm. situation like you and your ex. Right. Wait, what? Well, I feel like you're kind of asking, like, as the other friend, should you pick sides? Like, so this other friend that she's having an issue with, should mm -hmm. I pick sides, mm -hmm. you know, because she's having this issue uh -huh. and we're closer, obviously, should mm -hmm. I then not be friends with this other girl or her with my other friend? Right. So are you asking me if, if you need to pick sides because you're still friends Well, with I her? think it's kind of the same situation, essentially. Right. I guess we're both kind of in the same boat, but yeah. Right. Well, it, it, well, it does seem less kind of um, less emotional stakes with the, friend, the first scenario you brought up with your friend because, number one, you, you asked if it was okay, right? Mm -hmm, you said, sure. so that's, that's way, you're just starting with a different energy. You're just coming from a different place of honesty. And, and so right off the bat, the dynamic is different. You are also, it sounds like checking in with this person who, as you said, had a similar life experience with you. It's not like you're deeply enmeshed in her world. It feels like a far more casual situation. Mm -hmm. Like we would never play three-handed euchre without you. I would never do that. <laughs> well, and kind of answer your question. That which, is which a side I said, which I would. Yeah, yeah, which I said it was totally fine, obviously. But I won't mm -hmm. lie that it's, it is hard. And I think mm -hmm. it will be hard for you at times mm -hmm. with certain friends that are still friends with her. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing where they're hanging out or whatever. It's not an easy thing for people like us right. that, I mean, are emotional people. I mean, it's not right. easy. Um, but I have a harder time with it with like another mutual friend of ours. Mm -hmm. Who? Mm. With between me? No, 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 no. With that person and another mutual friend. It's harder for me knowing uh, that person is closer to her because I don't fully trust yes. what she's saying. I, I trust right. you. I agree. Right. Yeah. But that is almost harder because it's like that person hasn't reached out to me mm -hmm. to see right. how I am. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just so I know she has chosen a side. And so that friendship is probably going to go. Aha. Uh because -huh. it's very clear that yes. she has chosen a side because I haven't heard from her. I know she's talked about it to other people. You know, I know that this friend is going through something tracking through other people, you know. Yes. So right. again, right. I think it's 
it can be hard, but, and I think with your situation, it, you know, it, it, that's a hard one. Well, I think again, because how it ended and like how, like he lied to everybody. He lied to everybody on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he lied to it. So it's like, which is why he hasn't reached out to your husband because they can read through yeah. the BS meter, you know? Right. And so right. I'm like, you know what? Fine. You want that for like, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to like, I don't want him to not have any friends, but it just felt very like, it, it, I guess it's icky with friendships and then divorce mm-hmm. and well, the whole. Yeah. I mean, you can see how very complicated the situation is. I mean, just getting a little snippet, a little snapshot of what's going on here. And here's the thing. The chance of controlling somebody else's behavior or controlling an outcome with somebody else is 0%. Mm-hmm. The chance of controlling your own behavior mm-hmm. is 100%. Mm-hmm. So it, where are you going to spend your time and energy, right? Yeah. All you can do is focus on you, try and operate out of a place of truth, of on- authenticity, and operate from that place with confidence. Mm-hmm. And you really need to let I mean, I don't want to sound flippant when I say let the chips fall where they may is, but I, I really, you have no influence on how these other people are going to interact. You've got no influence how your partner sitting right there is going to interact with this person. None. Mm -hmm. You can sit there and cry. You can get excited. You can get mad, but at the end of the day, you'll have no actual impact. The only thing that you can take confidence in is how you're orienting yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and, and so that's where you want to spend the time because that's where you've got the influence, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, and I think that's, so your, your instinct to end it with this other person who, who, you know, said a terrible thing and had a terrible idea and also was operating in a shady way is the exact right in this instant is the exact right instinct because you've got zero chance of influence of changing this person. Right. And it, it and it seems like she doesn't want to be changed or influenced. So this is where you need to step away because this is this person is not operating in the same in the same wheelhouse yeah. that you are. The only thing you can do, and it'll hurt, and I think that's okay. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not okay like, say, and it's not like I don't want my ex to have friends. Like I want him. Like I'm, I'm happy he's got friends and all that. It's just someone that I confided in some of the worst things possible. Right. It's a, it's a would want us betrayal. to rec- like that is just like it just felt like such a slap in the face. Yeah. And also, like I will say too, like we had talked about another friendship on here and. um kind of around the same similar ish situation. And her friend had reached out to me saying like, you know, I I really would would love for you guys to reconcile. And I'm like, I just at this point, like, again, like I, I'm, I'm, I don't want that kind of energy of a friend to have that, um, to, -hmm. to be that way because I was, it's just, it's just like, I just don't, I just don't want it. It's like, I don't, I have enough, like I've got my queendom, five beautiful, you know, best, best friends. Like those, and there's like a few people that touch that at that outer line that I, you know, right. stay in yeah. contact with. But it's like, yeah. those are the ones that like, I want to like put my time into. Right. And like, n- love and be there for and, you know, the other ones are just. Well, and I think it can be okay to not want it. It's yeah. like we're conditioned to like, we're the bad guys. Yeah. Because we may right. not want that friendship anymore. That, that's mm-hmm. right. You know? and Totally. And that's, and that's why what so much of so much of the book is about is like, let's reflect, let's do an audit to how, on how we're behaving in these relationships and how we're, you know, and, and then be able to communicate and not feel bad about making choices, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, you're, we're nothing more than the choices we make. And yet we're not really actively making choices in these relationships, Mm -hmm. in these, in this type of relationship. And 
That's a problem. I mean, Jana, just like talking to you when you, when you, when you started and we were talking, you were talking like this and then you just mm -hmm. went into your, the mic is going up like this, that energetically, no, and I'm not, I'm not calling it out, mm -hmm. no, but no, I'm just no, for saying, sure. there's a world of energy around these relationships mm -hmm. that we're not kind of, it's so hard for us to process. It's so confusing because we're not talking about it in a way that we would, you know, the other types of relationships in our lives. And that's why it's so important so that we can like, feel Shit. okay, yes. you know, like, and, and, and say, Hey, I'm operating and this is what I need. And this is what I'm going to only accept. And mm -hmm. this is you, I'd love for you to come on the ride with me, but only if we agree on kind of boundaries and standards and, and, and we'll agree if it's not, we're not meeting these, we're out of here. Yeah. I mean, you know, because we can't just be suffocated by like an inaction or a fear of action or having deep wounds of friendship with no way to kind of like mm -hmm. express them and take the energy out. And the flip side of that is if we do, what an amazing source of, of, mm -hmm. of energy and positivity and support, right? Mm -hmm. If we can flip the script on this. And yeah. so that's why I think it's so important. I love that. Um, we'll tell our listeners you can get your book right on Amazon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pitch it all. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indie Books, wherever you buy books, the book is available. And I am erinfalconer.com or at Aaron Falconer or at Pick the Brain. Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait yeah. to read your book. Thank okay. you. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Amazoning it right now, How to Break Up with a Friend. Thank you, Erin. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye, girl. Well, that was insightful. That make you feel better? Yeah. Yeah. You? Yeah. 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 High pitch. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have therapy right now, hey? Yeah. Hey. You excited? It's been like, I feel like it's been like a month. So not so much. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. But it hasn't. It's only been two weeks. So it's fine. Okay. It's neat. Well, go have fun. No, oh, thanks. Um, we can, to be continued on the rest of it. Because... <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted from that. That was a lot. Yeah. Um, not exhausted in a bad way. Just like, yeah. I just, I, if I, if I sit too much in that, like I feel, I just need to like, let it go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if only it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. See ya. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.